Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician, Dr. Robert Jackson. Papa, can you tell me a story? Do you really want me to tell you a story? (laughs) Well, you go get your brother and your sisters and I will tell you a story. Welcome to Devotions with Dr. Papa. Grab your Bible and gather around as we look into the written Word, which reveals to us the living Word, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we're going to look into the book of Daniel. And I first want to tell you a little bit about baseball situation reps. When I played baseball in high school, our coach would end up every baseball practice by sit reps, as he called them. And he would have all the first string in their positions, and he would have the second string players perform what he called situation reps. And he would say to us, all right, you have a a player on first base and second base. There's going to be a hard driving grounder to the shortstop. That's the situation. What are you going to do? And then he hits a hard hard driving grounder to the shortstop. And he expects us very quickly to assess the situation and to perform appropriately. What does the the shortstop do with that grounder? Does he throw it to third base? Does he throw it to second and first? There's There's already two outs, so he has to decide where's the easy out. And he would perform these situation reps repeatedly. Different situations, one out, two out, seventh inning, bottom of the ninth inning, over and over and over. And he would do this without any warning and without any time for us to think. And we had to perform instantaneously and choose the exact right option. Those were baseball situation reps. Now, in the first chapter of the book of Daniel, here's the situation. You already know what goes on in the first chapter of Daniel. There are four young Hebrew men, and they have been captured and torn from their Jewish culture. They're now in captivity in a foreign, pagan, idol-worshiping culture that is totally alien from the culture from which they were taken away. The scripture indicates that these four young men were probably from the nobility. Their parents were probably high-ranking nobles, upper-class families. The Bible tells us that they were handsome, intelligent, discerning, and highly capable young men. Now, why would the king of Babylon want to introduce these men into his service? He wanted these handsome, intelligent, highly capable young men to be indoctrinated into the Babylonian culture. And then he wanted to place them into the king's service. He even gave them Babylonian names. He stole away from them their Hebrew names, and to complete the indoctrination, he gave them Babylonian names. This included a change in diet from the kosher God-honoring diet that they had always followed to a corrupt God-dishonoring diet. How is that, you might say? Their food 
was first offered to idols, especially the meat and wine, before it was served to the king's servants. Obviously, that was offensive to holy God and offensive to his people. So there's the sit rep. There's the situation. And what should these four young Hebrew men do? Well, Daniel scooped that hot potato issue at shortstop. He jutted out his jaw and he told the king's royal official, whose name was Ashpenaz, I'm not doing that. And he spun and he fired it to Shadrach at second base, who then turned at second base, tagged the base, bowed up and said, me neither. That's against my religion. And he turned and fired that potato to first base, where Meshach caught it on the full stretch. He shook his head and he said, I'm not participating. I'm a kosher Jew. And he turned and high-fived Abednego and all stuck out their chest, jutted out their jaws, and defied the king. Now, Ashpenaz, the king's royal official, then took all four of them into a dungeon, horsewhipped them, and then had their heads chopped off. Now, if that's the way it happened, we would have never heard of these four defiant Hebrew hostages. <laughs> no, no, that's not how it happened. Instead, Daniel appealed to the authority that was over him, respectfully, politely, and with an alternative plan. He was a thinking man. What was his motivation? Well, the Bible tells us what his motivation was. It was not to defile himself. In fact, he resolved not to defile himself. Now, have you ever made a resolution as, as resolute as that? Have you ever made up your mind? Have you ever purposed in your heart to do or not to do something? Well, I remember way back when I was working in the uh, hospital, El Mustashfel Mata Madani Fi Gaza, the Baptist hospital in Gaza, where my future wife was a nursing instructor. And I remember watching her in that white starched dress with a white nurse's hat perched on her head. And she was instructing all of those nursing students so expertly and with so much calm. And I'm looking across the hospital ward and I resolved in my heart and I said, I'm going to marry that girl one day. That was a resolution I purposed in my heart. And when I was in high school, I resolved in my heart that I would be a medical student and then a medical doctor one day. And despite all the, the things that I had to, uh, to avoid during that journey, when all my friends were playing basketball and lingering in the cafeteria, just chatting and talking, I had to deny myself a lot of the fun that my friends were having while I sharpened my nose on textbooks because I was determined. I had purposed in my heart that one day I would go to medical school and one day I would be a medical doctor. You see, and you've done the same thing. At some time in your life, you've resolved in your heart that you would do something or you would not do something. 
Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the king's food. And then he proposed an alternative plan. After appealing very politely and respectfully to the king's royal official, he offered a reasonable alternative proposal. In so doing, the scripture tells us that God was at work behind the scenes. The hidden hand of God granted favor and compassion in the heart of the royal official. And that hidden hand of God is throughout the scriptures, not just here in the book of Daniel, but many times in the scripture, the hidden hand of God is behind the scenes working in the hearts of the enemies of God, God showing favor to his people who resolved in their hearts to do what is good and right, resolving in their hearts to walk faithfully in the will of God. Although the royal official was fearful, he granted David and his friends their request to eat vegetables and drink water for a trial period of 10 days. Now, let's listen to the scripture. I know you were wondering when I was going to get there. In verse 14, the Bible says, So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, their appearance seemed better, and they were fatter than all the youths who had been eating the king's choice food. So there you go. He listened to them, and he agreed to their proposal, and their humility and their respectfulness, their politeness, and then God's favor all worked together to win the day. And then in verse 14, the Bible says that they looked healthier than all of the other men, all of the young men that were in the care of Ashpenaz, the Babylonian royal official. The alternative diet, the kosher diet that they proposed They were allowed to follow that indefinitely. And then more than that, God gave them, in verse 17, the Bible says that as for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. Daniel even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. So what was the reward for their faithfulness? What was the reward for their resolution, their resolve to stick by a God-honoring diet? Hey, God gave them wisdom. God gave them knowledge. And he even gave Daniel the ability to understand all kinds of visions and dreams. And then in verse 19, the Bible goes on to say, The king talked with them, and out of them all, not one was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's personal service. So there you see, God honored these men. And not one was like these four young men who resolved not to defile themselves. God honored these young men. Now, let's go to another scripture in the New Testament that you know well, Romans 12, 2. And it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And literally, that means don't be pressed into the mold of. That word which says don't be conformed means don't be pressed into the cookie mold of this world. 
so that, so that you don't allow yourself to come out looking like everybody else. But it means to, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that your mind is reprogrammed by the Word of God so that you look and think and act like the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot transform the culture like Daniel and his friends did in Babylon until we first reject the pressure to be pressed into the mold of the pagan culture around us. And second, choose to transform our thinking by reprogramming or renewing our minds through the Word of God. Understanding your identity in Christ is key to living a culture-transforming life, just like Daniel did. If you think you look funny sitting on a horse, you'll never lead a cavalry charge. Now, let me say that again. If you think you look funny sitting on a horse, you'll never lead a cavalry charge. Now, just think about what I just said. If you're sitting on a horse in all of your military attire with your saber by your side and there are hundreds of horsemen behind you and the enemy is across the battlefield and you're about to lead your troops into battle, but for some reason you think you just don't belong there. For some reason you're afraid you're going to actually fall off of your horse as you lead your troops into battle. If you are fearful, if for some reason you think, I don't belong here, do you think you're going to actually be effective in leading your troops into battle? Do you think that you inspire confidence in your troops, in the men who follow you? No, of course not. If you think you look funny sitting on a horse, you will never lead a cavalry charge. By the same token, if you see yourself as weak, defeated, enslaved by carnal passion, fearful of the enemy and the culture, and powerless, then you'll never intimidate the powers of hell or influence the culture around you. God's favor will not rest on you or supernaturally enable you. However, if you know the Word and walk in the truth, and identify as a child of the true king, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and forgiven forever. Understanding that your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life, and that you are filled with Holy Ghost. In fact, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And knowing that His divine power has granted to you everything pertaining to life and godliness, then I promise you that Satan and his devils tremble at your presence, since they know that you possess the life of God. That means that you are a world changer, a world transformer, and that you don't just know this, you claim it, and you walk in it. Daniel did not just claim to be God's man in Babylon. He consistently thought like God's man in Babylon, and this gave him the courage to live like God's man. Anywhere and over the entirety of his life, 
Daniel thought like a true citizen of heaven, and thus, thus was able to bring transformative change in a pagan culture. God has given you a new identity and put you in the business of changing the world for His glory. When you think with a renewed mind and live with an understanding of your identity in Christ, it is inevitable that you will eventually clash with the spiritual powers of darkness around you. Be prepared, dear friend. Renew your mind. Know your identity in Christ. Be filled with Holy Spirit and be courageous. I hope you enjoy this edition of Devotion with Dr. Papa. I plan for us to continue looking at the book of Daniel for the next several weeks. I ask that you pray for your doctor as I'm praying for you. And may the Lord bless you real good. Thank you for listening to this edition of More Than Medicine. For more information about the Jackson Family Ministry, Dr. Jackson's books, or to schedule a speaking engagement, go to their Facebook page, Instagram, or their webpage at jacksonfamilyministry.com. This podcast is produced by Bob Sloan Audio Productions at bobsloan.com.